It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. It's chore time at the shank of the day. Bob and Jill with you as we get a lot of news to look at. We had an interesting run yesterday. We went to Medford because the FFA from Medford with Lisa Kopp and her students will be on the air this Saturday morning. And we both wanted to go up there to see the the new digs for the FFA chapter. I know it's been there a while, but uh, with COVID and everything, you couldn't get there. But uh, we both went yesterday and... Uh, quite a place up there that the uh, Medford School District and business community and the alumni have all provided for their agriculture students, isn't it? It's really refreshing to see how the community came together and put that all together for those students and for those teachers. It's yeah, really, it really an is. awesome place. It really is. And uh, Lisa leading a great group and uh, the alumni is solidly and the school administration in Medford solidly behind that program and we had a laugh yesterday getting up there. It was like being in a blizzard. I mean, it was snowing yesterday when we were up in Medford and on our way back and forth. We we got involved in winter again yesterday. We did. Actually, and then I looked outside this morning, and I got a little bit ill when I looked outside down in my house because I have about, oh gosh, maybe a half inch of white stuff all over the ground. Uh, it'll be gone later on, but again, uh, hopefully everybody got to where they needed to go yesterday because uh, we took kind of the scenic route going up there because we got visiting and <laughs> forgot to turn. But uh, we got there, we took some back roads, but we got there and it was uh, kind of testy a little bit, but I think everything is in order right now. Maybe a little precipitation still falling, but uh, I think that's mostly in the form of rain and that's mainly down south. So Hopefully the weather will get better. It's going to be kind of cool over the weekend and even into next week and maybe some snow accumulations about the middle of next week. Yep, we're still in March, so we'll talk about that. Also, other things uh, this morning, we're going to hear from uh, Kurt Larson, who's the CEO, the top guy at Equity Co-op Livestock. They had their district meetings last week, and you had a chance to talk to Kurt at the uh, Eau Claire at the Altoona Baron meeting. I did, over at Florian Gardens. We talked about their celebration of 100 years. We talked about the markets. All right. So we'll hear from uh, from Kurt a little bit later on and uh, hear what he's got to say about this uh, industry as we go forward with the COVID challenges and the shipping challenges and a whole lot more. So it's a busy morning. we got more to talk about, too. But we're going to tell you about our weather We'll do that next right here on Wax. Hey, quick check of our weather before we get to some news. Marquardt Motors bringing us our Skywarn 13 weather forecast. You know, Marquardt Motors has the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out on the lot or in the comfort of your home at marquardtmotors.com. Cloudy today, high and low 30s. And it'll get down to the low 20s overnight tomorrow. 40, maybe a few scattered snow showers. And then uh, continuing kind of cool over the weekend, mostly 30 Saturday, Sunday, mostly cloudy, sunny, little sun peeking out, and low 40s on Monday and Tuesday, maybe a little snow on Wednesday. Right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area, we've got 34 degrees. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some of that morning news, find out what's going on, shall we? NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. 
At least 264 Ukrainian civilians are dead in Kyiv since Russia launched its invasion on Ukraine. Mark Mayfield reports. The city's mayor added that more than 300 people have sustained injuries and 80 buildings in Kyiv have been destroyed. Before the war, Kyiv was home to roughly 3 million people, but the mayor believes only about half of them are still there because many have fled. This comes on the one-month anniversary of Russia launching its invasion of Ukraine. Russian forces have committed war crimes during the war in Ukraine. That's what Secretary of State Antony Blinken said today. He said apartment buildings, hospitals, and shopping centers have been targeted by Russian forces. Newly appointed ambassador-at-large for global criminal justice, Beth Van Skak, was asked about an attack in Mariupol. That's obviously an extremely important and um It appears to have been a direct attack upon a civilian object. The ambassador said all options remain open. A former senior Manhattan prosecutor who investigated former President Trump reportedly believes he's guilty of numerous felony violations. That's according to the New York Times. The paper published that Mark F. Pomerantz made the claim in his resignation letter. Pomerantz also reportedly said it was a grave failure of justice to not hold Trump accountable for those crimes. Former President George W. Bush is offering his condolences to Madeleine Albright's family. The former U.S. Secretary of State passed away at the age of 84 from cancer. In a statement, Bush wrote about Albright's story as a young girl fleeing Nazis during the Second World War to becoming the first female Secretary of State in U.S. history. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Oh, it's going to be fun in Europe. We're going to, besides the, those things we talked about, again, we're going to go to a Wagyu cattle farm in Europe and uh, two or three dairy farms. We're also going to go to uh, Dachau, one of the infamous extermination camps that Hitler had. Uh, very, very touching. Very, it's, it's even more, if you've been to Hawaii and been to the Arizona Memorial, it's even more poignant going there than it is to the Arizona Memorial. And uh, then we'll go to Hitler's Eagle's Nest, too. Berchtesgarten, up the mountain. It's going to be a, a beautiful trip with a, all a group of things to see that are unbelievable. I'm really looking forward to this. And if you, you're a student of history, plus uh, if you've never been to that part of the world, it is absolutely breathtaking. So hopefully you can join us in August there in Europe. But let's take a look at our weather back home, shall we? Just cloudy today. And high and low 30s, only about 40 tomorrow. Maybe, again, some precipitation, chance of some snow showers around the area. (laughs) As we said earlier, we went up to Medford yesterday, and that wasn't snow showers. That was uh, some pretty heavy snow for a while up there. But it'll get 40 tomorrow. Then cooling off over the weekend, mostly sunny to partly cloudy. 30s and low 40s right through Tuesday. And then Wednesday might see a little snow that'll hang around. So we'll see. Medford 32, Rice Lake at 35, Wausau, Marshfield, Green Bay all at 33 this morning, Lacrosse 34, down the southern part of the state reporting some rain, Madison and Sun Prairie at 35, Milwaukee at 37, and right here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area this morning, 34 degrees. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance. 
Keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get a look at some of the numbers this morning, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance and Jill the Livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 133 to 143 with mixed at 90 to 132. Choice fed beef heifers are 133 to 142 and three quarters with mixed at 110 and to 132. Choice fed Holstein steers are 116 to 130 with selects at 86 to 116. Cows are 62 to 94. Bulls are 90 to 109. Butcher hogs are 73 to 88. Sows are 66 to 75. With boars at 27 to 34. New crop market lambs are 145 to 190. And old crop market lambs are 110 to 165. With feeder lambs at 170 to 340. And at the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures were higher at the close yesterday. April live cattle, 139.42. That, well, actually unchanged on the April contract, but the rest of them were higher. June at 135.97, up 27. August, 137.15, up 22. October at 143.92, that was up 32. Feeder cattle for April, 161.77, up $1.20. May at 165.80, up 37. August, 179.15, up 30. September at 181.60, that was up a dime. Lean hog carcass contracts, higher also. April, 102.55 at the close, that was up 230. May hogs, 114.65, up 342. June at 122.97, up 290. And July, 122.60, up 277. On the Board of Trade, it continues to be, uh, well, this Ukrainian situation has everything up in the air. Are they going to plant or are they not? The latest number we saw, probably 40% of their corn ground is not going to be planted. And Ukraine, remember, is the fourth largest exporter of corn in the world. So that will have an effect. Also, if you're looking for relief at the pump, not going to happen. May crude oil closed yesterday another $5.71 higher, $114.98 a bushel. That is not a good trend. Overnight, these uh, prices on the Board of Trade did go down after uh, being up yesterday again on the uncertainty in Ukraine. Are they going to get some talks to stop this nonsense that Putin is bestowing on Ukraine? You heard in the news just the uh, horrible things that are going on over there. But overnight, July corn down 2 at 732. The oats down 11 at 665. July wheat down a nickel at 1086. July soybeans down 10 at 1688 as uh, they did get over $17 yesterday but backed off a little bit. Soybean meal for July down $2 at $475.60. Barrel cheese up three and a half at 219. The blocks up three at 224. Butter up a half, 280 and a quarter. Class three prices were mixed, mostly lower. March down three cents at twenty two thirty nine. April down a dime at twenty four twenty one. May was up six cents at twenty five oh nine. June down three cents at twenty four ninety seven. July down a dime at twenty four sixty five. So that's the way the markets look this morning. And again, depending on what happens in the Ukraine, it'll probably be a very uneven day of trading again today. 
Another one of our go to Alpha Rex Alfalfa dealers in our area, A&J Agronomy in the Fall Creek, Augusta area. Jody and Aaron Wilhelm are the operators. And Jody is with us. Jody, how long have you guys been Alpha Rex dealers? We have been Alpha Rex dealers about six years. And what kind of successes have you heard from your farmers that have planted Alpha Rex for a few years now? Well, we've had good success with the 360, um, but we talk about the 360 every time, so I wanted to talk about a few other products that Alphorex has. Um, they have a brand of 405 alfalfa, and it's a blend, and we've been selling that for about five years, and it is really great alfalfa. We get good catches, we get good tonnage, it grows on wetter ground and sandier ground, and that's been a, a great number for us. Alphorex also has a a number of other products that we don't talk about much, um, but I wanted to get to some of those today. Um, they have teff grass and Sudan grass that I wanted to talk about today. And we've had customers plant teff grass and Sudan grass in the past. They ton up really well. They're a one-season crop, so they'll die out in the winter. Um, I had a customer plant Sweet King Sudan grass this year. It was a double crop after sweet corn and he was really happy with the tonnage he got he got one cut and it was for beef cattle and he got great tonnage off of it for winter forage so a lot of good product from alpharex so tell me about the the supply you've got this year what are you expecting you're going to have enough to meet the demand normally we plan on having enough to meet the demand depending on what happens with alfalfa coming through the winter some of the alternative forages, uh, like the short season of tough grass and Sudan grass, they go a little faster. Um, but right now, supply is good. So if you're looking for something in particular, uh, the earlier you can order it, the better chance you will have of being able to get it. How big an area do you guys cover in Agronomy? Uh, we'll go about two hours out from Fall Creek. Providing agronomy services, including Alpharex Alfalfa and other Alpharex lines of seed as well. Jody Wilhelm with us from A&J Agronomy in the Fall Creek area, another Alpha Rex dealer. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About 13 and a half after 5 o'clock. Again, 34 degrees right now. We've got about 43. Kind of a cloudy day today. Tomorrow, more stuff falling out of the sky, depending on where you are, depending on what you're going to get and how much. Let's take a look at some farm news. Joe, what's going on? The Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection continues to deal with that that Jefferson County poultry farm that had a recent outbreak of avian influenza. Department officials say they are still in the process of depopulating all the birds on that farm and will compost their remains. The compost pile will have a floor and a cover that of compost carbon with at least one foot of coverage. That process will speed decomposition, absorb odors, and provide maximum protection for area ground water sources. No other cases have been reported in the state. The current Farm Technology Day's focus is on this July show in Clark County. But there is also preliminary planning underway for the 2024 show that will be held in Chippewa County. One change that is likely is that the 2024 show will be held either in June or August and not, as usual, in July. That's because of all the activities like the Northern Wisconsin State Fair, Country Fest, Rock Fest, and Country Jam that will all happen in July. 
meaning the infrastructure in Chippewa County won't be able to handle another July event. Organizers of the 2024 show are also busy looking for potential host farms. Any farmers in Chippewa County who would like to be considered uh, having that show in 2024 have until April 29th to submit an application. The Chippewa Economic Development Corporation is handling all applications. It took binding arbitration, but that railroad strike against the Canadian Pacific Railroad is over and the trains are running again across Canada. That's good news for U.S. farmers because Canada is the world's largest producer of potash fertilizer and most of the potash we use in our crops is hauled by rail from Canada. Canadian Pacific engineers and conductors went on strike this past weekend over issues like pensions, pay, and benefits. And lots of things going on. It is uh, getting back to the Farm Technology Day story in Chippewa County. Yes, we, uh, the committee is looking for farms to host that site. And it doesn't have to be one farmer. If you got a neighbor and you'd like to host it together, if you got the appropriate land, need about, oh, 60 to 80 acres of relatively flat land just for Tent City and parking and uh, some of the ancillary items that are needed around Tent City, like the grounds crew that has to set up for unloading all the trucks that come in, and then another probably two 250 acres for field demonstrations for uh, forages, alfalfa, and uh, putting that up. So, again, if you've got uh, that kind, again, it's relatively uh, level land. It can be a little bit hilly, but, uh, you know, we don't want to... We don't want to have the, the coolies of Buffalo County here because it just uh, doesn't work very well. But again, uh, farmers in Chippewa County, think about it. If you'd like to do it, we'd uh, certainly love to consider it. I say we because I am on the site selection committee for this show. So again, we'd like to get farmers submitting applications, and you got to read over the criteria and make sure that, uh, you know, it's works for you. You do not get paid for this. You are not compensated financially for this at all. So you just volunteer your land and then uh, they work with you. They pay for the seed and the, the fertilizer needed to plant the necessary crop to put on during the show. So there are some things. But uh, again, farmers in Chippewa County, think about it because obviously we've had successful shows at Hilgers and back in 2004 and there's no reason we can't have another successful show in uh, Chippewa County in 2024. And again, those applications are due by April 29th, so you still got a lot of time to talk to the family and hash it over. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. I had the opportunity to talk to Mr. Kurt Larson. He's the president and CEO of Equity Co-op Livestock. Equity is celebrating. They're celebrating 100 years. We're celebrating our 100 years here in 2022. Um, Our history goes back to 1922. Uh, We were actually formed by uh, 44 different local shipping associations. They decided they wanted to band together, uh, have a little more strength in their their marketing of livestock for their producers, and they created uh, Equity Cooperative Livestock Sales Association down in Milwaukee on the Terminal Exchange, and that was uh, really where we got our start. Uh, We're still operating under the same structure today. We're we're down a little bit. We have 34 uh, local shipping associations down from the 44 we originally originally started with 100 years ago but uh, yeah we're pretty excited to be at that 100 year point looking to do some exciting things throughout the summer to recognize that milestone still having the ability to move an awful lot of cattle through the markets that's right 
typically in a normal year, we'd market about 700,000 head of livestock. Uh, last couple of years with COVID, we've been down uh, closer to 600,000, but uh, still pretty substantial numbers. One of the keys we talk about is the changes we've seen over 100 years. Um, you know, again, we started down in Milwaukee on the terminal exchange in, in the, the 40s and 50s. Uh, management thought it might be a, a good time to bring that marketing out a little closer to the producers instead of having to bring all the livestock to Milwaukee. So we did uh, substantial investments, uh, built up our auction markets in the country and uh, brought the brought the markets out. That really gave us an opportunity to add to what we offered to producers. Again, when we we're in Milwaukee on the terminal exchange, everything was slaughter going through there. Uh, but by coming out to the country, we are able to do more replacement cattle, more beef, more calves. And then even on the feeder side, uh, we have some pretty substantial feeder sales. And here in the last few years, the uh, the sheep and goat market has really taken off for us as well. So a lot of exciting things going on uh, through some of those changes. What about last year's markets? How did they turn out? 2021 was uh, kind of a continuation of 2020. Things slowed down pretty substantially there in uh, April and May of 2020. And we're still, quite honestly, still trying to get everything back to to where it was back prior to that. A lot of the processing plants still are not operating at 100%. They're still struggling to find enough employees. Recently, we've had a little bit of trouble with uh, some of the trucking. Uh, We had one plant uh, finally had employees there and had to send them home because they were having some trucking issues getting all the livestock in they needed to have in that day. So, you know, just about the time we think we're turning the corner, we get some other roadblock thrown at us. So, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, 2021 was better than 2020, uh, no question, but uh, certainly not back to the numbers we were seeing in 17, 18, 19. We did partially expect that though. We are in, in a bit of a down cycle here in the livestock cycle. So we know there's fewer animals out there. So obviously when, when there's fewer animals, there's going to be less to be marketed. From what we're seeing from some of the experts in the industry, it looks like um, be a little bit further reduction in 2022, maybe even into 20. 2023 before we start to, to see a little bit of an uptick. So force us to be a, a little more efficient in what we're doing, but uh, hopefully create a little bit more demand for what is out there and, and we can continue to see some better prices. What about the addition of the organic? Has that been an easy transition or has it been a little bit of a challenge? Like everything, anytime you try something new, there's a learning curve to it. You know, the organic is, has been a, an interesting uh, endeavor for us. One of the challenges we face is there is no commercial harvest for those organic animals in Wisconsin. So, you know, most of our buyers are taking them Nebraska, Oklahoma, or Ohio. So it does take a little bit more sound animal to make that kind of a ride. So even though some animals come in organic, buyers don't see them making that kind of a ride. So they sell on the conventional side uh, to, to a closer uh, processor just to make sure they get to where they're going uh, okay. But yeah, it's been a good service, I think, to offer to the producers. We continue to see it growing. But again, when they got to leave the state, it kind of puts us into a challenge. It's pretty much got to be a Monday or Tuesday sale uh, in order to get them on a truck and get them where they need to be. Obviously, nobody wants to, to buy them on Thursday or Friday and have them held over the weekend. So so it has to be Monday or Tuesday sales. And then it does require us to, to designate some space in the barns, uh, pre-sale and post-sale. So it, it's got to be a barn that has the space to designate to that on a Monday or Tuesday. So some of our barns get pretty busy on a Monday or a Tuesday, so it's a challenge to try to designate that space. But uh, we're up to, I think, six markets now certified. So again, we're trying to, to look at where there's a need for it and, and where we can meet the need. Uh, you know, We knew going into it, it probably wasn't going to be a fit at every market. Again, if it's a, a place we can offer it and there's a need for it, we're happy to take a look at it. Um, it does take uh, quite a bit more paperwork on our end to, to do all the documentation and keep it all straight. But um, so far, our staff stepped up and, uh, and they're getting it figured out. Gathering those buyers for your conventional animals and for your 
organic. Are those buyers still out there and you're able to keep them coming? That's a great question. You know, when you start talking about buyers, there's uh, different buyer categories for the different uh, types and, and kinds of cattle that you move. As far as the slaughter side, those buyers are all still pretty much the same as they were pre-COVID. Some of them have some bigger challenges now with staffing and number of animals they're able to take than maybe they did before COVID, but, but they're all still there. They're still in the market and we continue to see that chugging along. I guess when you start to look at replacement animals or feeder cattle or even calves, one of the spots we see uh, a void probably is... Um you know, people that want to take those baby calves home on milk and, and get them up to the point that they can be switched over to grain. Those calf raisers, uh, that's a, a bit of a tough business to be in and plenty of demand for feeder cattle if you can get them to 300 or 500 pounds. But uh, somebody wanting to take a, a baby calf home, put it on milk and, uh, and get it weaned off and transitioned over. You know, there's plenty of opportunity there, I believe. With all the Packers issues, how has equity dealt with it or how, how have you guys felt it? We think we've had a pretty good relationship with our with our buyers through this whole thing. Uh, they worked pretty good with us to get cattle moved that had to move. Um, you know, I go back to, to April of 2020. Dairy processors had a huge task uh, when food service kind of dried up and they had to transition basically everything over to the retail side. And that caused some problems. There was a time period there was some substantial amounts of milk being dumped. Our processors all worked very close with us to help us get, you know, really focused on those cows and and get that cow herd down so we didn't have as much milk production to deal with. And then even after that, once we did get transitioned back to some of the fed cattle, most of what we were dealing with, we didn't see big discounts. You had some pretty oversized cattle. You had some pretty fat cattle at that point. The Packers certainly, hey, they could have even stepped up and said, no, we're going to avoid some of these contracts because, I mean, on the hog side, you've seen a lot of that. The dairy side, there was some challenges with that milk being dumped. Uh, from our perspective, we think on the beef side, we we did pretty remarkable to get everything moved and minimize the discounts uh, from that front. I did just speak, uh, you know, some of the other stuff in the press here lately, looking at meatpacking consolidation, lack of capacity, some of those things. I just uh, recently had an opportunity to participate in a panel for the National Council of um, Farmer Cooperatives at their annual meeting, and, and that was kind of our focus. That was one of the things they had us talking about. And there's a big question when you want to talk about capacity. Right now, again, most of our slaughter plants are not operating. The USDA has some numbers they put out on capacity, and they're basing it off facilities at full staffing operating 40-hour weeks. And right now, most plants are not at full staffing, so they're not at... You've got ex, you've got unused capacity there because they can't properly staff, but if we look at the numbers, we're actually processing above what that 40-hour capacity would be. So if you think about the number of Saturdays and Sundays that have been processed, or even some of these plants that work 10-hour shifts, a lot of them have gone five or six shifts a week instead of just four. So you know what this really tells us is, is even back to 2016, we see this pattern that our meat processing employees have have really been putting in a ton of overtime here the last few years to to keep all these cattle moving. And you know, so talking about adding plants and adding capacity, I'm not. I'm not sure that's the answer on a couple of fronts. Uh, you know, number one, most of our plants aren't properly staffed now. So if they were, we would probably have just about enough capacity here for 2022, but definitely into 2023. So to add plants, you're going to add additional capacity that we probably don't need with the downturn in the livestock cycle. But then the other thing is you're still going to be fighting for employees because if the current plants can't properly staff, you're going to go build new plants and now you're trying to find even more employees. And so I'm just not sure that that's uh, going to be a, an exciting endeavor for some individuals. And again, Kurt Larson from uh, Equity, the top man in Equity. Very interesting to hear him explain that situation that the packing plants right now. He did. He was very, he was educated on it and he had a stance for it and kind of a different kind of uh, approach than we've heard in the past. Yeah, really good. And he's smart. He's from western Wisconsin. He's from over in the Baldwin area. So 
<laughs> an added bonus, but uh, Kurt Larson, a very good leader now at Equity Co-op Livestock Association. Interesting perspective. And we'll see what those market prices are doing Rocky's going to join us next from Premier Livestock. Alpharex Seed is your trusted source for Premier Alfalfa varieties today and tomorrow. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, 29 minutes before 6, we got to get to Rocky over at Premier Livestock and check our weather information, or our market information, rather. But first things first. They're with you've got calls, people wondering about the sale tomorrow, the machinery sale? Yeah, yeah. I said, heck no. I said we made it through this Wisconsin winter. We're gonna have a little bit of a not an ideal weather day tomorrow, but we're rocking and rolling all day Absolutely. and we're still looking forward to it. Absolutely. Just dress for it. What time are we gonna start? Uh we're starting right at nine o'clock AM. Right. And like I said, we're big equipment right at nine thirty, so don't come at ten thirty because yep. you'll be a little disappointed. Yeah, I guess you will. So get there early and park. You might have to walk a few feet to get to the sale. Hey, catch yep. us up on the markets livestock though before we do that. Uh thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning everyone. This is how yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. We sold hundred and seventy five head of dairy cattle. Uh we did have two complete uh tie stall herd dispersals. Uh those better quality cows bring in seventeen fifty to twenty two hundred. We had many other milk cows from twelve fifty to seventeen and a quarter. Uh we did have an absolute showcase of fancy spring and heifers yesterday. The top end of those spring and heifers bring in sixteen fifty all the way up to twenty two hundred. We also had the opportunity to sell some really fancy registered uh, Holstein uh, yearling breeding bulls uh, for Sandy Valley registered Holsteins. Those bulls averaged 26 and a quarter. Uh, we had one extremely good deep pedigreed registered yearling bull bring 10,000. 750. So that'd be a new record for a breeding bull at Premier. 10,750. On Tuesday, uh, we had the special uh, monthly dairy heifer auction. We sold 450 head of dairy heifers. Uh, quality was excellent, excellent quality. We sold dairy heifers to four different states. Most of them open heifers bringing a dollar ten to a dollar fifty-five per pound. Uh, shortbred heifers eleven hundred to thirteen seventy-five. Then a recap uh, from last Thursday's top herd. We sold 300 Holstein Parlor Freestalls cows for the Milky family. We sold hundreds of cows from 2,000 all the way up to 3,300. Uh, extremely good demand on a very nice herd. Looking ahead at next week, uh, we sell 130 Holstein and Red Holstein dairy cows for Ben and Jan Heck out of Greenwood. Nice herd of cows there. Lots more information on the website. Um, tomorrow, Friday, like I said at the top, we got the machinery auction. Very, very large auction. We're selling over 85 tractors and skidsters and lots, lots more. Anything you're looking for, I'm sure we have it at our facility. Uh, we'll be selling in three rings all day. we got two online rings through equipmentfacts.com. Uh, if you don't see your item you're looking for online, it's not online. That means it's going to be in the offline part. Uh, if you follow, uh, go to our page and uh, look at our listing, we'll have ring one, ring two. Uh, if you go to those rings, that is the selling order of the sale. So if you're wondering what an item sell selling, we can't tell you exactly, but that's in the order of the lineup that it will be in. So don't be late for the sale, 9 o'clock a.m. offline, 9.30, right on the big equipment. Uh, questions, call us at Premier 715-229-2500. Uh, like I say, lots more information, the links to equipment facts on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. That's the way it's shaped up, Bob. All right, Rocky, well, you better get some rest because you're going to be busy the next couple of days. 
You bet we will, but looking forward to it. So. All right. I know you always are. Thanks, Rocky. Thank you. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock in Withy. Well, what kind of weather are they going to have for that big sale? Let's find out. Get over to Skywarn 13. Mike Dandry is with us. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. You always have the best segues. Oh, well, we <laughs> try our best. I'll tell you, we uh, was talking earlier about the fact that uh, Jill and I went to Medford yesterday to uh, visit Lisa Kopp and her FFA students and see her beautiful facility there that uh, they have. They have their own barns for classrooms. And it was not a fun drive. There was a lot of snow up that way, buddy. Yeah, well, I I would believe that. I mean, in fact, uh, they got about one and a third inches of moisture, uh, not not snow specifically, but just moisture in general, just yesterday. Yeah, it was so. wet, heavy snow, and uh, the roads were uh, tough to maneuver for a while, but uh, we made it through, and I think everybody else did too, so that's a good thing. So. What's in store for us? It's not really warming up much. No, uh, today, well, we'll be right around our seasonal averages. And uh, I was saying earlier how I think, well, the English language dictated one specific word for a day like today, and that is gloomy because we have those wet roads. We have a little bit of snow on the ground that's going to melt really throughout the day, not really going to survive these temperatures getting into the mid-40s, again, with mostly cloudy conditions. Now, late this afternoon into the early evening, there may be some dry air that tries to work its way in that'll give us some breaks in the clouds. But otherwise, late tonight into the early hours of tomorrow morning, we have another cold front that is going to move through, initially producing some snow showers and some uh, rain as well. But it's setting up for a rather breezy Friday. Winds may even gust upwards of 30 to 35 miles per hour as we top out in the low 40s, but that's also setting up for a much cooler weekend where Saturday will have mostly sunny conditions, but boy, our temperature is not even escaping the mid to upper 30s and even some teens Saturday night with the low in the mid-teens with mostly clear conditions. Sunday, not much better. We'll have uh, sunny conditions, but still temperatures in the mid-30s. Right now in Eau Claire, though, we're looking at mostly cloudy skies and a temperature of 34 degrees. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Mike Dandria. Ah, uh, thank you, sir. Thank you, Bob. You have a great day. You too. There goes Mike Dandria over there. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We got markets, we got calendar, but we're going to regale you with the news right now. As we go into the newsroom, Morgan is with us this morning to... Talk about what's going on. Did you get much snow over in Boyceville yesterday, or do you guys have trouble driving back and forth? It wasn't too bad in our area, but I did notice the porch this morning had a nice white coating that reminded us it's March and Mother Nature's <laughs> in charge, right? Yeah, Mother Nature's always in charge, that's for sure. I don't think that's ever going to change. Well, what is going on? Well, we'll start with headlines that keep us in our area. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. It's an Eau Claire man in custody after an incident that involved a stolen car, high speeds, and the wrong way on an interstate. Police say the man is identified as John Martin, and he was spotted inside of a stolen car in a motel parking lot. Police tried to arrest him. He resisted. They used a taser, but it had little effect. He took off and allegedly slammed the door on an officer's arm. Officers followed the stolen vehicle onto I-94. Speeds passing 100 miles an hour. There is video that shows the suspect driving the wrong way on the interstate. Police eventually caught the suspect after the vehicle hit stop strips that they put down. Looking at other headlines, we can approach the bench. The state Supreme Court will have to make another ruling on state legislative maps after a ruling Wednesday from the U.S. Supreme Court. Justices on the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that state justices didn't properly explain themselves when they picked maps from Governor Tony Evers. UW-Madison law professor here, Robert Yablin, saying that likely means a new round of hearings. Back to it. It's likely that the court will ask for um, further guidance from the parties about 
what they think should happen next, and then the court might issue a, a plan going forward. There are a few different options that the court has. And of course, the clock is ticking. He says the Wisconsin court would need to hurry that along in order to make a decision ahead of those fall elections. Well, the wheels move forward on the transit center. If you've driven in downtown Eau Claire recently, you've likely noticed construction is underway, but funding is in overdrive. The Federal Transit Administration for the American Rescue Plan Act have provided more than $9 million for that project. The city is now adding another 20% from other recovery efforts to bring the total budget outlay to $11 million. City officials say they hope to have a new facility completed sometime this year. And there's a Wisconsin connection to the world stage. If you're familiar with Door County or that's part of your uh, fall road trip scenery tour, you may know of the Door County Candle Company. They were actually featured recently on World News Tonight and getting some national attention for a Ukraine candle that they're making. All of the profits from that will be donated to the cause providing direct support to Ukraine. And of course, as you can imagine, they've been uh, pretty overwhelmed with orders, but you can find a link and more info at 715newsroom.com. I'm Morgan McCarthy. Now you are up to date on Wax 104.5. Have you ever been so frustrated in your life watching what's going on in Ukraine and you can't do anything about it? No. I mean, you watch these people, these refugees, and it just tears your heart out, and you can't do anything about it. This this Putin is getting away with, well, murder, actually. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Especially the footage of the kids and stuff. Yeah. But when companies do little things like this, I think it empowers people to feel like they're contributing a little bit. Oh, yeah. So I think there are ways, and you always you know, look to find the good and the people that are helping, and this is one way Wisconsin can contribute and, and show our solidarity and support. Modern-day Hitler is all he is. It is not unfolding well. That's for sure. Thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. All right, Morgan in the newsroom with our news this morning. And also, we're going to get to calendar and markets, but I want to make mention of uh, the loss of a, a really good guy. Just saw it in the paper. Paul Vold down at Osseo passed away the other day. And Paul, of course, with the Vold family, a real, what uh, what do you say about the Vold family? Just uh so uh, involved in so many things in not just Osseo, but around the whole western Wisconsin. And Paul was one of those guys that uh, I always loved to talk to because he always had that big smile on his face. You knew Paul, didn't you, Jill, uh, Paul Vold? Yeah, his kids are some of my kids' age. Yeah, and just uh, a great guy. And I talked to him last summer. And he was all excited about his machine company that he started there after, you know, they sold the, the implement business and, uh, he went into different, different ventures, but he started that precision machinery and doing just a great job. And Paul passed away the other day, apparently got sick, uh, diagnosed in November and, uh, didn't take long for the problems he had to take him from us. And so we send our condolences to the Vol family. Gonna miss that smile. Because he always had a smile on his face. He could tell you something bad was going on, but he always did it with a smile. And uh, we're going to miss that smile, that's for sure. Paul Volder, they'll have uh, visitation Friday afternoon and uh, then funeral to say goodbye to Paul over the weekend on Saturday, I do believe. But uh, again, a big loss. And he was only 66 years old, so our condolences again to the Vold family because he's uh, he's a guy that was enthusiastic in so many things around uh, you know the parade, the holiday parade and and Lake Martha days and on and on and on he was involved in helping make the community in the area so much better it's going to be one of those guys that uh, we lost too early Paul Vold and uh, rest in peace my friend we'll have more coming up here on Wax. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, I'm not sure those uh, solar panels are going to do much good today because it's going to be cloudy, 43, and uh, cloudy again tomorrow and 40. But uh, their time is coming, and so are the market times. Jill, let's get to some markets. Where are we going? Uh, it's quarter to six, and we are going to head to Barron Equity and talk to Amber. Fed cattle choice beef steers and heifers sold from one nineteen to one twenty nine fifty. High yielding choice Holstein steers sold from one twenty to one twenty eight. Choice Holstein steers sold from one hundred eight to one nineteen. Unfinished steers and heifers sold from one hundred seven and down. Cow cows, the top twenty percent sold from seventy six to eighty five fifty, topping out at eighty six fifty. Sixty percent sold from fifty nine to seventy five, and the bottom twenty percent sold from fifty eight and down. Cowboys sold from 75 to 98. Calves quality Holstein bull calves sold from 70 to 192, topping out at 195. Light and poor quality calves sold from 60 and down. Beef calves sold from 100 to 280. Our next sheep and goat and small animal sale is April 16th at 10 a.m. We're having a horse and tax sale May 13th at 5 p.m. If you have any questions, please contact Al at 608-477-5825. Thank you and have a good day. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's time to hear from Scott Herman and Sparta Equity. Slaughter cow market was steady today with 20% of the cows 79 to 86.50. 60% of the cows sold 60 to 78. And 20% of the cows sold 59 and down. Slaughter bulls were steady with high yielding bulls 90 to a dollar. Canner and utility bulls, 89 and down. Fed cattle were steady today with choice overnight beef steers and heifers, 138 to 146. Select to choice beef steers and heifers, 125 to 137. Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers, 120 to 135. Your choice overnight Holstein steers, 123 to 130. Your choice Holstein steers, 110 to 122. And the standard to select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers, 109 and down. Replacement calves were steady with top Holstein bull calves, $1 to $1.50. Holstein heifer calves, 10 to 50 And beef calves, 170 to 225 with no test on the top today. Thank you. This has been Scott Herman with your Sparta Equity Market Report for Wednesday, March 23rd. Have a great day. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And more markets from the equity barns. Let's go over to the uh, equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Hey, I didn't find out. We heard from uh, Kurt Larson this morning, but what kind of a message did you have for the folks over at the Stratford meeting the other day? Uh... Well, uh, unofficial message, just like visiting with Unofficial, that's good. Those are the best kind, that's for sure. Well, how's marketing going so far this week? It's Thursday already. Yeah, it is. Marketing is going okay, uh, better than the weather, let's just say that. Bob, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, uh, Wednesday here at Equity Stratford. On the feeder cattle auction yesterday, most of the beef steers and heifers, uh, heavier weights, uh, and they were... And that uh, 550 to 750 weight, those kind were selling from a dollar ten to a dollar forty-five, and the heavier cattle were selling mostly from one hundred five to thirty-seven. Holsteins about all weights of Holsteins yesterday from eighty-three to a dollar ten. Those are on the feeder cattle now on the 
portion of the auction yesterday on the cow market. Steady trend on the cows continues this week. High yielding Holstein cows in yesterday's auction selling from 75 to 84 and a half. Uh, most of the cows in yesterday's auction were selling from 59 to 73. Thinner cows, plainer cows below 59. On the bull trade, you better quality bulls this week are at 85 to 104. Bulls below 80. Red cattle yesterday, uh, charge grading Holstein steers mostly from 105 to 120, grading under finished cattle below 105. On the calf market, bull calves continue to be a good demand, selling from 100 to 185. Uh, beef calves yesterday, 150 up to 365. And our Thursday auction uh, this morning does start at 11 o'clock. Market cows today, fed cattle, market bulls. Calves will get to those about 12, 1230 this afternoon. Mention, we've got some uh, upcoming special auctions. Well, next week we will have, uh, they'll be next Tuesday, but we do have a special dairy sale coming up here April 5th. We have two complete herd dispersals uh, consigned for that sale on April 5th. Uh, invite your folks to take a look at our website. Uh, we've got some, uh, number one, a very, very nice herd of 40 Holstein milk cows, good components. And uh, a lot of information on those on our website. Herd number two, uh, 25 Holstein cows. Very high components on that cow, on that uh, uh, on those cows on that herd. Or four or five butterfat, three four four protein. So, folks, take a look at that on our website. Mark that date on your calendar, which also happens to be election day. So you can uh, finish your chores, go and vote, and come to the dairy sale. So all in, get it all done in one day. Bob, we'll send her back to you. And uh, boy, I tell you. First day of spring was good, and the rest has all been downhill. <laughs> well, there's got to be uh, that makes going uphill that much better when it does turn around. So, and eventually it will. Thanks, Jerry. We'll see you in the morning. You betcha, Bob. Thank you. There he goes. That's Jerry Fitzgerald over there at uh, Stratford. We got 34 degrees right now. We we'll get 43. It's going to be a cloudy day today, and maybe a few more snow showers tomorrow with a high about 40. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get more markets. Get over to Treen Livestock in Thorpe, where Michelle is with us. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. Well, Jill and I went to uh, Medford yesterday. We had to go to Medford High School for our FFA program for this Saturday morning. And I said, hey, why don't we stop at Treen Livestock and uh, say hi to Michelle? She said, oh, we better not do that with this weather. She's going to be too ornery. I'm going to be ornery. <laughs> <laughs> well, with snow. Jill's looking at, I can just see Jill going, what? What are you talking about, Bob? <laughs> well, well, she might not have said it, but I think she was thinking it. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Uh, well, I do not like the colder weather. I do not like the damp weather. I don't mind so much if it's cold, but when it's damp, forget it. I'm uh, out. Yeah, it so. wasn't, wasn't a nice day yesterday, and it wasn't fun to drive in it. But we made her, that's for sure. All right, well, how'd the sale go last night? All right. Thank you, Bob. Summing up the sale from Wednesday, March 23rd at Terrain Livestock Market and the Slaughter Car Market. 90% of the cows were from 60 and above. Market cows were 74 to 85. Low yielding cows, 60 to 73. Thin and weak cows, 59 and lower. In the Holstein Steer Market, Choice and Prime, 118 to 128. Selects were 116 and down. For beef type steers and heifers, Choice, 128 to 120. To 138, selects for 120 and down. In the bull market, high yielding beef types came in at 84 to a dollar with the utilities at 80 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality hosting bull calves sold from 90 to 190. 
to $195 per head. We tapped at 202 with the consignment by cattle keepers of Sheldon. Lighter and lower quality cows, $30 per head and down. Holstein heifer cows were 10 to $35 per head. Beef beef, beef cross calves. 85 to 360 per head. In the hog market for the week, there was no test on the butchers. Sows were 62 to 85 and a half. Boars were 31 and a half and down. Our next show will be Monday, March 28th. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. If you have any question or you'd like an on-farm visit, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all the citrine livestock, your family owned an upright market. Have a great day. You have a great day. You better fire up the hot tub for the weekend, though. It'll feel pretty good. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, uh-huh. You've got a hot tub. No, I don't. But, you know, I can take a warm shower. So oh, there. no, that's, that's not even... I'm surprised you don't have a hot tub. I thought you'd have one out on the back patio. <laughs> yeah, you're going <laughs> to install that for me? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's put it, put it on your wish list. Oh, uh, that long, long, long wish list, yeah. right? Yeah, one one of these days it might get fulfilled. But well, however you do it, enjoy uh-huh. the weekend. We'll talk to you next week. You too. Take care. There goes Michelle over. Train livestock in Thor. When you don't have the right tools for the job, hard work just gets harder. But with an LS tractor from Synergy Cooperative, you'll have the right tool every time. These heavy-duty tractors are loaded with features, providing the quality, capacity, and comfort for you every time. Be ready for spring with a new LS tractor and attachments including tillers, rotary cutters, box plates, and more. Visit Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland to experience the LS difference. Test drive today. Synergy Co-op bringing us our markets. Board of Trade up yesterday. Little give back overnight. This Ukrainian situation, things uh, up in the air. And again, if you're looking for cheaper gas at the pump, not anytime soon. May crude went up five seventy one a barrel yesterday, hundred and fourteen dollars and ninety eight cents. Not good. All right, overnight on the board. July corn down two at seven thirty two. The oats down eleven at six sixty five. July wheat down a nickel at ten eighty six. Beans for July down a dime sixteen eighty eight. They were over seventeen dollars yesterday. And uh, July meal down two dollars at four seventy five sixty. Country elevator prices. Before I do country elevator prices, we need a calf update. We've got twenty three calves oh, at our house. Oh, do we really? We, we got, got them all named. Yeah, we got kiwi, key lime, and Calvin yesterday. And they're not going with my suggestion at all, are they? They are not. I can't believe it. I don't want to name a calf, a calf killer, but anyway. <laughs> all right, country elevator prices. Anyway, let's get to Doomer's grain of Holman and Buck Country of Arcadia. Corn is at six seventy two, with soybeans at sixteen thirty four, and wheat and grain was not available for. Us this morning. All right, and our other country elevator prices on the DTN screen at Golden Plump Corn today is six sixty two. The prices at Baldwin, Elmwood, and Fall Creek corn six sixty four. The soybeans sixteen eighteen. Duran the corn is six sixty two with the beans at sixteen eighteen. Mondovi six sixty six and sixteen eighteen. And Osseo the corn price six sixty nine. Their beans also at sixteen eighteen over at ADM and Stevens Point. Soybeans sixteen oh three today. Elk Mound six sixty seven and sixteen thirty two on the beans. Sparta six seventy nine and sixteen twenty six. Ellsworth six fifty nine and six. 1605. Ethanol plants, corn today at...